The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling with Jonas, episode 216. I think it's 216 anyway, uh, part of the Jonas Podcasting Network. And today I'm joined by uh, an awesome guest, the, the current and three-time title women's champion, Rio. So Rio, how are you doing? And thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, I'm really good. Uh, thank you for having me. I uh, hope no, you're well you're as very well. Welcome. Hope you're all right. Yeah. We're all good. We're all good. And to our uh, viewers watching live at home, um, if you want to get in touch and if you want to send Rio any questions, any comments, please do so. Enter into your uh, chosen device and they'll ping through to us and we'll do our very best to answer every single question live on air. But uh, Rio, I've got to start by asking you about your, your tremendous 2021 so far. I know that UK wrestling has really only opened its doors over the last five, maybe six months. But um, after more than a year, year and a half, say, of UK wrestling um, kind of having closed its doors. Um, you're back with a bang, aren't you? You're back and busier than ever. So 2021 has been a good year for you so far. It has, actually. Yeah, I was, you know, I wasn't really sure what to think when wrestling was first coming back. So I thought, oh, it's going to be one of those. People may not have the money or people might be a bit scared to, to come out with, you know, with COVID and everything being around. So it was one of those I was hoping wrestling was going to, you know, obviously succeed and do well. But I was worried, thinking, oh, God, I hope, I hope the shows are going to be able to run. I hope we can build this back up like, and have the fun that we used to have. So, But I never, ever imagined it would be as busy as it is, though. Like, it's insane. Oh, absolutely. Insane. Yeah. And, and uh, we spoke a bit off air, and you're, you're pretty much everywhere at the moment. And one promotion I want to talk about to kick things off is uh, ICW. I mean, you've, you've been featured in a bit of a feud with the, the She-Wolves, um, Casey Owens and Molly Spartan, of course. You were part of that tournament to crown the new Women's World Champion. You, you did lose to Molly Spartan, obviously outside interference from uh, Casey Owens, of course. Of course. Uh, you, but you did get your match at Fear and Loathing against Casey. Um, a great match as well. Tell us about the show. Tell us about Fear and Loathing because um, especially, you know, being ICW's first big show back in 2021, the first time since probably early 2020. So a big occasion, a big crowd, a big show, and a big match for yourself as well. Yeah, I, to be honest, like that was another thing. I was thinking, you know, getting my ICW debut, which was supposed to happen um, pre-COVID, but then COVID hit. So that is all I had my mind on was just get the debut over with and let's see how that goes. You know, let, let try everything I, you know, give them everything I have and try everything I've got and. Um, Let's just see how that rolls. But then it just it snowballed so quickly. I was there again. Then I was there again and again and again. And then when they asked me to do Fear and Love, and I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, this this year, me this year. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was I was so excited to you know to get to do the show like that because I've seen I've seen loads of them in the past. I never uh, had the chance to see them live because even if I've had a wrestling show on or anything like that. But I remember seeing the matches in the past, and I just thought this is. This is me now on the opposite side. And then you get there and it's like an iconic venue for Glasgow. And it, the production is just that much more. You start to see the differences. So then to see your name in these big screens and there's lights and it, that bit, it proper makes you 
freeze a minute and think, oh my God, this is, I'm here. And yeah, it, do you know what? You do have that weird thing of, should I be here? But I think that's up to an individual to go, yes, I should. Or, you know, if they say no, they shouldn't, then I don't know what they're doing, but everyone should be saying, do you know what? Yeah, yes, I should be here. And this is exactly where I belong. So unfortunately, you know, no spoilers, but didn't exactly pick up the win against Casey, which is disappointing to say the least. But I mean, my first fear and loathing, and it was, <laughs> wasn't the easiest of matches that I could have had. So, you know. Yeah. Well, well, I haven't seen the match yet, so I can't wait uh, to see uh, your um, Fear and Loathing debut. And uh, uh, I've, I've got my suspicions that Molly might have uh, kind of got involved on the outside, but we shall uh, not speculate about that. But but you're no stranger to the She-Wolves, are you? Because um, you've got quite a bit of history with them from both sides of the fence. Yes, that's it. Yeah, um, at TNT, I was actually part of the She-Wolves for a, a part of, like, an extended part of time. Um so yeah, it's not my uh, not my first experience with them, and because uh, of them, you know, I ended up uh, the story of the red braid, the one red one that I have. So um, you know, this was how uh, the she wolves run ended. Uh, they kicked me out of the group, and in doing so, they couldn't, you know, being the she wolves, they couldn't just kick me out, and that was it. They had to, you know, go below the belt and then cut one of my braids fully off. I mean, you know. Go for That's what is me. If, any, if anything <laughs> people think of me, it's the purple braids, and then they're just cutting them off. So, you know, that one will always be there, and it'll always be a sign of, you know, just what they've done. And I'll never, yeah. you know, I'll never forget that. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But a, a, you could say it's a long kind of a, a good storyline there uh, that you've had running throughout a, a few years now. But um, I mean, what I've noticed is, like I said, when you're in the ring with Molly, Casey was on the outside getting involved. I can only imagine it if you're in loathing that, that Molly uh, got involved as well at some stage during your match with Casey. I, I can't imagine, I don't think you can imagine that this program, this feud between yourself and the She-Wolves is over yet. Do you, do you think there's one more match in it and uh, how would you like to see it go down? I definitely think, uh, I, I think I would say more than one match because I feel like I've got a lot of revenge that I need to get out on both of them. So, oh yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. So I feel like it's far from over, but you know, I'm, I'm one for a, a last woman standing or a no DQ. I don't want this to be a standard match. <laughs> if we're going, we're going out with a bang, you know, we're going hard. So, yeah, oh, 100%. I think that would be my oh. option. I wouldn't expect anything less either. But uh, uh, just parking ICW to one side for a second. And, and we've got to talk about progress because uh, you made your progress debut uh, a month or two ago. And in particular against Lana Austin in the Revelations tournament. Another hard hitting, really great match uh, between the two of you for, for another leading promotion um, against someone that you know very well in Lana Austin. Tell us about your your progress experience because, uh, like I say, ICW is a great promotion, and then progress is on a you know the, the same if not slightly higher level. It's got uh, uh, fans all over the world, considered one of the best independent promotions uh, in the world. But uh, you, you've had that first dip in the water, first toe in the water with with progress. Yeah, that was um, that was a super fun one to do as well. Like just the tournament itself. I've seen past tournaments and the uh, natural progression series, so the, the, yeah. lad, the lads' version of the tournament. So I've always wanted to get involved in these tournaments because I think it is just it 
it's a marker of who is the up and coming talents or who is the you know who are making the way up to the top ranks in the UK and I think that is the perfect way to to show that is when you're involved in these tournaments with these these bigger promotions that's how you know you you know you've got the eyes on you now and it's up to me to run with it so um having my first match with Lana Austin I mean hey why why does no one ever want my life to be easy you know (laughs) (laughs) not not an easy opponent to make your debut with is it yeah you know it's, it's never easy like it always has to be someone like that but I do I have a lot of respect for Lana I think she's done a lot for the females in British wrestling especially anyone from the northwest which you know is me um and quite a lot of the other girls Lana is very much an idol for us lot and always someone who you can go to for any advice or anything you need she is someone you can she's very approachable so you can definitely go up to her but yeah she also like will proper full-on smash you in the face so you know, don't get too close maybe in some situations, which I think I found out in that match. She definitely walloped me a few times. So absolutely a hell of a match and that's available for uh, um, your your fans to view on Peacock called the WWE Network um, uh, but uh, a really great match hard match and you did pick up the win you did progress to the next stage of uh, the Revelations tournament so can't wait to see how far you progress there but uh, uh, one observation of mine um, I hope I'm right in thinking this but I've noticed that um, you've had certain wrestlers make their debut for ICW this year, certain wrestlers make their debut for Progress Wrestling this year, but I I think you're the only wrestler to have made your debut in 2021 for both groups. Now, that's pretty cool, I think. Um, I I don't know if you'll be able to correct me on that or whether I'm right on that, but uh, I think if that is the case, that's pretty cool. I think you are right, yeah. Um, Looking at it, I think the Kings of the North, I know they are up both as well, but whether it was a debut, I'm not sure because I think they They previously in. worked for yeah. ICW and Progress, yeah. So yeah, they made their so debut a while back. Debut wise, I think it is just me. Just there let alone me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that kind of um struck you when when you were making these debuts or when you went from ICW to Progress, but uh yeah, and that's that's a that's a big deal considering the you know the stature of those two promotions and uh you're the only one to have made your debut on both. So uh that's a big feather in your cap, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's the definitely a bit more pressure than coming back. I thought <laughs> come back, you know, have a few matches, uh, just you know, get get the feel of it again. Jesus, it's been like a like non-stop, but I wouldn't change it, I must admit, but it has been non-stop and like every match is bigger and bigger so when it comes to title it's for my championship matches so yeah it's not just a a standard match there and an icw so i was in the tournament for that i'm in the tournament for progress so you know they're all big meaningful matches they're not just standard matches and i think that adds to the pressure but you know i am one of those i always do think it's one of the you know is it the saying that you know pressure can make diamonds so it it all depends on how you how you react to the situation so. Absolutely. And I think uh, all of us uh, would agree that you're reacting very, very well. And 2021 has been an awesome year for you. And speaking of um, debuts, Wrestle Carnival as well. And with the Jonas Podcast Network being one of the sponsors to Wrestle Carnival, I've had the privilege of being at uh, all the shows and I've seen your two matches there as well. Um, I think it was in October, uh, you went up against Mercedes Blaze in a really, really hard fought match. Um, and then only a few weeks ago, um, earlier on in November, you went up against Emerson Jane. Um, another really, really great match where you picked up a fantastic win there. Um, give us your kind of uh, your thoughts on Wrestle Carnival, your journey with Wrestle Carnival so far. Yeah, you know, I, I actually really like 
everything that Wrestle Carnival is doing. I like the from you know the shows itself running to backstage. Every you know everyone that you you come across, they are so nice. And we have this. I have this connection with everyone at the minute. I think we're all in this kind of even par and this even playing field of just wanting the UK scene to be as good as it possibly can be and build like rebuild it back to what it was because with everything with COVID and stuff, it all slows it down, doesn't it? So I think yeah. everyone's in that mindset at the minute that it's we're going to be better, we're going to be better. So we're pushing each other to be better. And that's, you know, the lads are pushing the girls, the girls are pushing the lads, everyone's pushing each other in such a positive way that it's so nice to be a part of. And Wrestle Carnival is one of those that you do have those people there that are wanting you to be better. And, you know, you've got that support system. So I've, my my experiences at Wrestle Carnival, have, they've just been great so far. But the only thing is, though, I must admit, I feel a little bit like this is, again, the story of my life. So, you know, the last show was supposed to be the tag match. You know, and I've shown yeah. up thinking I'm going to have this tag match, but it might change about eight times. But nevertheless... I'm getting myself prepared for a tag match. Next thing you know, oh no, you're just in a single with Emerson Jane of all people. I was like, oh come on, you can't. <laughs> like, it's a dream match for me, but it was one of those. I was like, I would have liked a it's little like, bit more, a bit more. It's like the Lana Austin scenario all over again, isn't it? <laughs> That's it? Yeah, just keep throwing me in with these people who have like been exceptional for years. You know, just just keep throwing me in these tough battles with people that I look up to, and you know, girls that you can definitely say have really brought up the scene for the UK girls. So just keep throwing me in with these unexpectedly, it's, you know. That, that just goes to show how highly regarded you are in the the UK scene at the moment by all the promoters, by the sounds of it. I mean, Wrestle Carnival, they, they do have a real focus on women's wrestling. I mean, going through the last four match cards, I think there's just as many women's matches on each of those cards than there was any men's matches. So it's a real, real focus. And of course, we've got the the, the championship tournaments happening in January, uh, January the 30th from the Portland Centre. The men's and the women's championship will be on the line. Uh, I don't know if it's been formally announced that you're going to be part of that tournament yet, but I'm sure that's something you'd really like to get your teeth into, especially with a group like Wrestle Carnival and women's wrestling being so high on their agenda. Definitely, yeah. It is nice to see more promotions having the women's matches you know, like having two or three women's matches. And it's nice that it doesn't feel like it just has to be. Like with mm. Wrestle Carnival, it doesn't feel like they're doing it because they feel they need to. You know, you don't get kind of got that pity thing of, well, go on, we'll put two on for you. You know, with Wrestle Carnival, it's they're putting these women's matches on because the women in these matches are proving themselves up and down the country week after week, night after night. And people want to see these women. These matches are what people are paying to see. It's not just a, well, go on then. We'll, you know, we'll put you in a few matches. So it is nice that they are one of those places that just value the women that they have and the women that they bring in. Um, so that's really nice. But I would definitely be uh, looking to get myself into that tournament because I'm, you know, I'm in these tournaments at the minute. Come on, give me the shout. There's tournaments that's is where I'm at. Absolutely. It's been a year of tournaments for you and uh, one more would be fantastic and a great way to start 2022 as well. But uh, um, the last five or six years, there seems to be this, this crop of UK female talent that all seem to be coming up together to the point now where they're kind of at the very top of the UK scene. The likes of yourself and Giselle Shaw's, Lizzie Evo's, Alexis Falcon's, Heidi Katrina's and you know the She-Wolves, uh, the Kanjis. Um, a real 
brilliant crop and, and so many more that I haven't mentioned but a real brilliant crop that seems to have come up over the last four five six years including yourself and, and now you're all at this really really high level that must make you pretty proud not only for yourself but for your friends that you've come up in the business with yeah definitely because like you say we're all coming up together which makes it yeah. better you know it's it's not one of those where you feel like oh there's girls that are way up here and then there's girls that are here we're all coming up together and there is a there's a really nice genuine honest support system no one's trying to you know knock someone else out of the way to get to their spot we are all competing for the same spots essentially so we all understand that but if you can't get to those spots by being good enough yourself then you don't deserve to be there simple because i think that every girl at the minute has this thing of if i'm not there what do i need to do to be there no one's sitting and complaining everyone's working hard and you know supporting each other and right what do I need to do to get there what do I need to do and it's just everyone is just being such a great support system for each other at the minute and I think that's what that's what's needed because this is what will build it stronger so I think the friendship and the bonds between the girls at the minute it's it's nice it's a nice feeling you, you look forward to seeing the girls at the show and you know sharing your changing rooms together and everything it, it's just it's it's nice and you are generally really excited to see them it's not like, yeah. oh, God, I'll show there again this week. You yeah. know, there, there's a lot of unity and solidarity. I mean, certainly yeah. from what I've seen backstage and, uh, I, I, you know, in my personal opinion, this might just be my opinion, but I think women's wrestling in the UK is as good and as best as it's ever been and as strong as it's ever been. 100%. 100%. I completely agree with that because I think uh, the UK women's wrestling scene has always been strong, but it's yeah. always had... I think it's always been a kind of a case of you've got, like I said before, you've got your strong ones and then yeah. it kind of pecks down with a lot. There's this now, we've got this level of women that are all strong competitors and, you know, we all just hit as hard as each other. I think it, it, it's become like a, a contest for each other. You know, we, one of us gets hit and you think, oh, all right. Oh, I see how this is going to be. And you hit back just as hard. And it's just to see who can hit harder. So, you know, none of us are shying away from anything. And if anything, yeah. the lads want to be scared because we're coming from, you know, we're not going to lean upon them either. So anyway, yeah, I mean, the, the competition, though, the competition is just lifting the UK scene and lifting the women's scene. Um, and I think, yeah, the, the the harder you hit, the more they're going to want to come back and hit harder. And like yeah. I say, I'm just really, really impressed with everything that the UK women's scene is doing at the moment. I think you, know, you hear about great women's divisions, great women's rosters. I think collectively the UK women's scene is, is up there with the best, the very, very best. But uh, before we continue, Rio, I need to throw out a quick plug, a quick shout out to uh, our sponsors, 1310 Apparel, um, proud sponsors of the Jonas Podcast Network and this very podcast, um, Wrestling with Jonas, of course. And if you head over to their Wrestle Merch Central store, you will see their exclusive hardcore range, uh, their exclusive 1310 Lucha range, and their more traditional Four Corners 1310 apparel. They do sponsor, uh, besides this very podcast, some of the, the best and most well-known wrestlers in the UK scene, like the aforementioned Tidy Katrina, um, Northwest Strongs, Chris Ridgeway, uh, and of course this very podcast. So you can take advantage of our deal with 1310 Apparel. Head over to their global store at 1310.merch.global or click in the link to the description of this podcast whether you're watching us live listening to us um, or watching the youtube video back somewhere down the line and use the promo code use the discount code 1310wmc 
to get yourself 10% discount off of all of that wonderful swag. Uh, 1310 Apparel are wonderful, brilliant sponsors to this podcast, and uh, we are proud to be a part of their journey. Uh, but Rio, back over to us. I want to bring up a picture here. Um, and uh, this is from one of your Instagram posts. I hope you don't mind. But these five individuals um, are big uh, inspirations, influences on you, whether it be as a wrestling fan or as a wannabe wrestler and now as a um, kind of a, a, a five or six years in the business. Um, but you've got Steve, Steve Austin there, many people's favourite, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Jeff Hardy, Chris Jericho and Borna Kano. Borna Kano, one of my favourites. I remember seeing her back in 1994 on a UK tour. But to tell us about those five individuals and why they were so important on your wrestling fandom and maybe, you know, wanting to get involved in the business yourself. I think it's um, the characters that they have that you just, you can feel like, oh, so attached to. Like, everyone loves the smashing of the cans together. Like, it's just, it's so good. And I just think, you can see with like Stone Cold the attitude and everything and the way he walks in is this I don't care attitude and I, I just love that I just love the way he walked in and no matter who was stood in the ring like across from him he's like I don't care I'm happy yeah. to fight with you so you know and then like Chris Jericho is just one of those he can just make anything work I feel like you can literally give him something and he would make it funny or he would make it dramatic or he whatever his intention was to do with that he can do it like I, I think his stuff now in AEW, I love it. Like the the demo god stuff and the, the champion. Like it just gets better. <laughs> so I love the stuff he's doing. Uh, Jeff Hardy always loved him, especially the entrance. I always used to try and do that. Don't think I ever looked as cool as Jeff Hardy. Well, he, he, he's still <laughs> performing now. He's still doing great stuff now. And I, uh, I think it. at the Survivor Series a few nights ago. Uh, yeah. But uh, fantastic. Yeah. He, and he hasn't aged a day in 25 years in the business. So, uh, no. yeah. And I don't know how. With the matches he has and the things he does. Oh, it's such how a physical he still style. Looks like that is beyond me. So oh, yeah. he has some kind of secret going on. And then I think Eddie, everyone loves the whole, like, you know, the cheeky chap of Eddie Guerrero and. Everything about like the famous, you know, if he chucks his belt at you and then he's on the floor, and I think it's just <laughs> it's just so good, it's so creative, and and then Bonacano was a, I'd say a special one for me because uh, when I was watching wrestling, you you know you'd have um, Trish Stratus and stuff like that, and as great as they are, they were just um, you know they were super pretty and they had lovely sure. figures and stuff like that. Um, so I think when I looked at Bonacano, I was like, wow. This is how some female wrestlers can look. You know, I, sometimes I think with even like with now, like society, social media and stuff, you are kind of shown this this group of people that are a, an ideal way to look. And I think that was always a thing when you saw like Trish Stratus and, you know, Tori Wilson and things like that, you know, really beautiful women, talented still, but just like really beautiful and perfect figures. And then I just love the fact that when I used to go on YouTube when I started really looking into wrestling and I saw... Bonacano, and I was just like, wow. Like the, yeah. the when she just soon as her music hit and she walked in the presence that she had, I was like, that is that is sensational. And she gets in the ring and you think, oh, let's see what she can do. And then she just do stuff that I'm like, what oh, you can do that is amazing. How are you doing that? And she just I think she just defied everything that she, you know, was ever put against her. I think she's always one of those that people might go, Oh, she won't be able to do that. And then she did. So yeah. me, I was just a phenomenal like, wrestler. Yeah, she's like she was just so different, and I love that about her. Because then I I went to love Beth Phoenix after that as well. 
because I love the fact that yeah. he wasn't just you know she did the muscles and she and China and you know women like that that were like well actually this is how I look and then they made again they made that work because it was so natural and a lot of people could relate to that you know they're not not a lot of people are size six or whatever you know but they they made it work and you just gotta you know you do have to look up to those kind of people that you can especially relate to absolutely yeah yeah what was that spark that eventually inspired you to start your training as a pro wrestler I always loved it you know like I I watched it as a kid and stuff when I first got involved and like watching it I always used to think like well how do they do that it's like it was it was good because it was the athleticism and the kind of hard hitting impact that I liked from sports but also with the like the characters and the drama that I've always loved in kind of you know when you watch films or anything like that I just love the drama that builds I love to watch something where I feel like wow something's building here so I think the wrestling was perfect because it can it can like combine the both of them and I was like this is you know sports and theatre I guess or acting drama whatever people want to call it it was just it was I thought for me it was perfect so I thought well I tried to find a school but I think it was future shop when I was like 14 right. uh, but at the time it was, wasn't feasible because my mum was working so she couldn't take me to training and stuff so I'd have to get like a coach from Preston to Manchester and with the times of training and stuff it would have been late me coming back on my own and things like that so at the time as much as I wanted to it just wasn't wasn't the right time and then of um, course. yeah so I saw a school had opened in Preston when I was a bit older and then I could drive them as well so it just made it you know leaving training at 10 p.m or 8 p.m or whatever when it's going dark it made that a lot easier for me. So when I found out that there was a school open, I thought, well, you know, I've always been one. Let's just give it a go and see what happens, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So. And I know we spoke a bit off air and you're kind of heavily into your sports, whether it uh, was at school or maybe even currently. But uh, am I right in thinking that you used to do a lot of taekwondo and karate? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I did uh, both taekwondo and karate. And, uh, I, I liked it, but the thing was I wanted to get more involved. I wanted to be like, you know, in training, so you do your, yeah. you do your strikes and everything and you're just doing that repeatedly. And for me, I was like, no, I want to, I want to get in there. I want to kind of spar with someone. And it wasn't the classes I was going to wasn't really like that. I don't know if it's because I was younger or I don't know what the reason was, but it was just kind of the, it was going through the motion where I wanted to actually go in and have these matches with people and, you know, do that kind of stuff. I think it was all because I wanted to do like stuff that Jet Li and Jackie Chan could do. I don't think I realised that that was not necessarily <laughs> that was not going to happen in the standard karate class, like running up the wall and things like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, but as a pro wrestler, you know, you can uh, think out the box and uh, do all sorts, can't you, really? But have yeah. you ever incorporated any of your uh, combat sports or martial arts into your, your pro wrestling? You no, know I haven't really, because I guess I could involve more, like, kicks and things like that. I, you know, mm. I'll, I'll have an odd kick, but not really, no. I think it's been quite some years since I've done uh, karate and taekwondo now. So I just, I think I use what is my strength now, which is is my strength essentially. So I just use the fact that I'd rather just throw someone around. I find that a lot more fun. So I go off that instead. <laughs> that would be Absolutely. 
Yeah. Now, am I right in thinking, now, you might have to kind of cast your mind back here, but one of your first ever matches, I think, um, now please correct me if I'm wrong, was a, was a mixed tag match um, alongside Yeston Reese at the Preston Guildhall for PCW. It doesn't get much bigger than that as one of your first ever matches. Yeah, I think I was maybe about a year in, but the difference wow. was I was training. So maybe it was one of my first few matches, actually, if I think about it, because um yeah. i while i was training i would be uh valeting for yes and so i'd come out with yes and then we'd you know i'd watch him wrestle and obviously there if he needed me but uh with him with someone his size and his ability he didn't really need me that often um so i was there <laughs> you know there if needed but it was just nice to put on some sparkly dresses and walk out for my first kind of you know showing of independent wrestling because i didn't really know too much about independent wrestling before that so, you know, my first look at a wrestling crowd and how they would react to me and it, you know, it taught me a lot from that. So it probably, yeah, I think it probably was one of my first few, because like I say, even though I'd been training, say a year or a year and a half, whatever it was, I wasn't wrestling as many matches because I was always with Yeston. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, again, you know, I could keep telling you, people just throw me in these situations. It's never <laughs> an easy ride. First few matches, mixed tag, great. Yeah, go on then. Everyone else is here. <laughs> I am a year and a half in stumbling across. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I know in 2016 you had a you had a handful of matches, but 2017 was a real breakout year for you. I've got to say, and you might only have been a, a year or two into the business, but 20 2017, um, you you had a ton of great matches, a ton of great opponents. You also was involved in the the title program uh, for for PCW for the women's championship, and finally captured your first PCW Women's Championship at the tail end of 2017. That must have capped off what was a, a brilliant year for you. I mean, you, we spoke about one of your first matches in a mixed match, mixed tag match with Yeston Reese in 2016. But 2017, it almost seemed like that was the year where they just, you know, popped the cap off the bottle, basically. Yeah, that was like a really standout year for me. And that championship win will always be probably one of my most important ones and probably the one I'll always cherish forever just because... That one in particular, it was a hometown situation. It's a home promotion, a home crowd, and it was my first ever one. It's the one that I've trained at and how I, you know, I built myself there. So, you know, to win something so home orientated, always just on another, like that, the feeling is something that you'll always remember. And getting to take my belt home and show my mom, you know, awesome. show my mom, like, oh, <laughs> so. She's still got the picture now as well. She took a picture with me with it and she's still got it. I think it's like her uh, phone screensaver or whatever it is. So <laughs> she's still got that as well. But it'll always be a special, special one for me, that one. Absolutely. And then you, 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 you look, so you're already the champion. You go into 2018. And there's two feuds in particular that stand out in 2018 for yourself. The first one is your kind of championship feud with, with Viper. Now, tell us about that, because you know, looking back now, um, that must have been pretty cool for you, especially still being fairly new in the business, holding your first championship and then being in a, in a program with a female performer such as Viper, one of the biggest names in the UKC, now doing great things in WWE. Uh, how was that? I think for the first four or five months of the year, you was in that program with Viper. That was That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was so much fun. I couldn't believe when, I, when it got announced, I was like, I can't believe this is, you You know, you're bringing in this person to wrestle me. This is, you know, when does that happen? Because I just thought it would be local girls from, you know, maybe Manchester or 
whatever the closest next one, maybe Blackburn or wherever someone may have been coming from. So for it to be Viper, who at the time, and you know, at this point I knew about ICW and stuff. So she's having, I've seen her have all these killer matches with Kaylee Ray and being, like you say, being one of the top females in the UK. I was like, this is, this is insane. I'm getting to do this. And again, Viper is one of those who, you know, she reminded me of Bull Nakano because she had so many, her athleticism and everything about her, she is her. And that's, you know, she doesn't care what people think in that way. So I just love the fact that she's not your, your typical everyday girl, but she's just so incredibly athletic and fast. That's one thing that got me, how fast she was, because I know there's a few oh, yeah. times that she'd, like, if I'd hit her, I'd think, oh, that's it, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Before I'd even, like, really fully registered, she were coming back at me, and she were coming back at me 10 times harder <laughs> than I were going at her. So I did learn a lot from wrestling with Viper, I must admit. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like I say, you, I, I've got to talk about Nightshade, because um, you went straight from Viper to um, a kind of the second half of 2018, a brilliant feud, an epic feud with Nightshade over the PCW Women's Championship. And I'm just going to reel off some of the matches you had with her here. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see, a Falls Count Anywhere match, a ladder match, a blindfold match, and a last woman standing match to cap off that year, to cap off 2018. Tell us about that feud and some of the matches you had with Nightshade, because, you know, to have one gimmick match like that would probably make somebody's year. Then you have four amazing gimmick matches with that individual. Uh, that That's just mind-blowing and uh, some, some great matches as well. Yeah, they, that was really fun because um, Nightshade was another one. She was similar to me as in, I think, she was starting to come up around her area as well because I think she's from Buckinghamshire. So, you know, she was starting to get kind of a lot of attention on like down south and I was starting to get there in the north. So we had this kind of mutual similarities in what we were doing. We were both, you know, kind of trying to establish ourselves as, you know, people up and comers and, you know, people who are looking to be the top females in the UK in coming years. So I think for us, there was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure on that because we we both had the same kind of destination that we wanted to get to um but yeah like it was it's difficult because they start you know i'm doing things that nightshade knows what's happening then because she's wrestled me 50 million times by this point so it's how do you <laughs> how do you possibly wrestle someone who it feels like they know you like what you're doing and know you better than you know yourself if i was thinking of something i feel like she knew what i was thinking but at the same time, I felt I knew what she was thinking at the same time. So as it got to the end, it was, it was, it was just hard. It was so back and forth and everything was, it, it got faster and faster and faster because we, we knew what each other were, you know, what we're up to. And I know what she, like, she thinks. She, as there's a few times that she kind of cheated me out of stuff and, you know, I, I knew something was coming. Very much like when I wrestle the She-Wolves, I'm always very much, you know, I'm expecting something. I'm not going to go into it stupid and think, oh, this is going to be fair and equal. So, um, yeah, it was good. But like, the matches, like the ladder match was in the tower, uh, Blackpool Tower as well, the circus. So not wow. only is it, you know, a ladder match, but it's also in one of the most prestigious places, really, in the northwest. You know, everyone knows that the Blackpool Tower and it's, you know, it's famous ballroom. Absolutely. The Blackpool yeah. Town Circus. So for it to be there as well. It's just, it was that much better. And honestly, it was so, so many people there and so many kids and it was so loud. So it's so, it can be difficult to 
get your bearings because you, you're thinking, right, where's Nightshade? What's she up to? I also want to make sure that, my you know, I'm going to keep my championship here. While also oh, yeah. all these people screaming and you think, oh, my, like, it's it's knowing where you are. You get, you know, I found myself getting quite disorientated because there was a lot of, you know, there was uh, the ladders were there, nightshades there. There's people screaming in my ear. There's, there was just so much for me at that point. I'd never experienced anything like that before. So it was all like new to me. So to get, you know, all those matches, all of them were new to me at the time. I'd never done any matches like, you know, like I say, a ladder match, a blindfold match. I was, you know, that one, I was thinking, <laughs> how, do you, how do you wrestle with a blindfold on? Did, like, did you have to watch WrestleMania 7 to see uh, Jake Roberts versus Rick Martel as your research? I did. And then I was thinking, right, no one better be bringing those snakes out here, you know. <laughs> if I start doing some pissing, I'm off. Don't know how I find where I'm going, but I'm off. That's it, I'm gone. Um, but yeah, that was that was a surreal one because it's not something that you you can practice in training either. You know, like no. you train and you'll you'll practice this, that, and the other. It's not you know, at my training school anyway. We don't you know put blindfolds on and start trying to find <laughs> each other and hit each other without being able to see. So it, that one was like a surreal one because I'd never I'd never ever even seen anything like it other than the WrestleMania one. But I I must admit I did have to look that up. Because I'd never yeah. seen that one before, so I was thinking, yeah, how does this work? Yeah, I, I, I mean, like I say, besides your match and the Jake Roberts Rick Martel match from uh, WrestleMania Seven, I don't think there's. I, I, there probably has been other blindfold matches, but none that I'm aware of. So, uh, uh, but that's pretty cool, pretty unique. And out of those kind of four gimmick matches, which, which one did you enjoy the most? Oh, Ooh. I think. I think I'd have to do the last woman standing, I think. Yeah. Just because I think it's what that means. It, it's The ladder match was fun. That was really fun. And, you know, the blindfold one was just crazy. But I think for me, like a last woman standing, it, it, that is a definitive, this is the end. The the winner of this, this, you know, I feel like that's always a full stop. So yeah. for me, that was it. It was this, you know, the winner of this is the better woman. This is how this ends. Absolutely. And yeah. So for me, it's just, I think I just love the fact that there is no other way that, you know, you can't argue with that. You can't argue with that no. much at all. So. 100%. 100%. And uh, we, we, we've spoken a lot about ICW and Wrestle Carnival Progress and PCW, but we haven't spoken a lot about Tidal. Now, I know that for the last three or so years, Tidal's been, some might say, your, your home, to be honest with you. You've wrestled a lot for Tidal. You're a three-time women's champion. Uh, but you, your first women's championship uh, win uh, was against Mia Yim. Is that right? I mean, you, we, we've spoke several times about being thrown into these situations <laughs> with, with, with the big matches and the big names. That's another example. And like I say, winning your first title championship against somebody of the stature of Mia Yim. Um, another brilliant moment for you. Well, actually, see, there's a twist on that one. So it was supposed oh, to be Mia Yim, but she got signed. So this was oh. around the time of the Mae Young Classic, you know, when everyone was asking to get a sign. I know it very well. Got, I know it very well. snapped up. That was then. So she could never actually um, come back and defend it because she got signed there and then. So right. my uh, match was actually, she left this match in the capable hands of Session Moth Martina, which was still no easy feat. You know, it's, it's still... Oh, no way. <laughs> that, that match was different in its own way. But yeah, that was that was actually the match in the end. So as much yeah. as I'd love to have wrestled Miriam, she is one. And I guess, you know, at the minute, it is back a possibility again. And 
I, she's back on the scene, yeah. She could back potentially want to come back and get that title. That I guess she would say she never lost. Absolutely, so, absolutely. You know, yeah. It's a chance, uh, but yeah, it was Session Math Martina that I, I won. I beat to get Absolutely. That. And uh, I'm going to bring up another picture here. And uh, like I say, I mean, Becky Lynch used to call herself Becky Two Bouts a couple of years back. Um, but you've got three championships there. Um, so I guess that's a Tidal Women's Championship. Uh, what, what are the other two bouts? Just um, enlighten me there. So the red one is the Tidal Open Championship. And then that's the right. white one around my waist was the uh, BEW uh, Shooting Star Champion. That's which I was pretty the cool. inaugural champion for. That's pretty cool. And, and, and like I say, just looking at that um, and, uh, you know, what was that? Probably a couple of years ago, 2019, I should imagine. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a great image, but also must fill you with a, a lot of a lot of pride and a lot of joy to say that you you you, you accomplished all of that in a short space of time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I always, I'm always very proud when I'm looking at this picture because I do have that one on there on my phone as well. And yeah. I think for me, it represents my move and my growth as a as a professional wrestler and in my career of where I started and now I'm stepping up the ranks and I'm stepping up and I'm getting championships in other places, you know, to Leeds is an hour and a half from me. So, yeah. you know, I, it was stretching out to there and then to get one in London, like that, I used to get the mega bus down there. So it's like seven hours for me to get there. <laughs> so, you know, and to be, to be able to represent that, you know, the different locations. But I think the title ones always, the title ones always hold a special place in my heart. Like you said, the Arma title is my home now. It is absolutely. very much my home, and I do have a lot of love for title. But to have yeah, the open absolutely. one as well was fun. I liked having been the champ champ at title. That was good. And <laughs> now I'm wanting to do again. So, oh, hundred percent. The champ 100%. champ once again. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. But uh, um, I want to talk to you about your WWE experience now, because I think it was probably uh, at the midpoint of 2019, you had a WWE trial, if I'm not mistaken, um, yes. at the UK Performance Centre. Um, so uh, tell us about that, because such a fantastic crop of UK talent went down there all at the same time. You can see a lot of the faces there um, that really, really stand out. And uh, like I say, so you're being spoken to there by uh, William Regal and and your uh, kind of promo pick in front of the banner there. But uh, a great opportunity, a great experience and, and such a, a valuable learning experience as well for yourself, I should imagine. 100%, yeah. It, I don't, I think everyone knows that William Regal is very knowledgeable of this business. Everyone knows yes. that, but you don't understand the extent until you talk to him because you can give him something so simple and he could talk for hours on it, but you don't ever, you know, you don't realise the time that's gone because he he just talks with so much passion behind him. So he'll say things and he'll he'll break everything down for you. He doesn't mind you asking questions and he doesn't mind you being like, so what does this mean? And what, you know, what can I do? And all that, you know, he's, he's so willing and wanting to help anyone who will listen basically if you you know if you give him your time he will give it back and that's the that's the, you know the vibe that I got from from William Regal is he will happily sit with you for 10 hours and explain something if you're not getting it he'll sit there and explain it to you until you do just make sure you're listening to him as long as you're listening and investing your time and making sure you're not wasting his time he's more than happy to help and it was so amazing just to have every single thing that you're doing broken down because then you start to see the really small things that you'd maybe miss usually 
and then you'd be like okay okay I see why you do that why why am I doing that and you do start to ask yourself those more complicated questions and you know you start getting really nitpicky with yourself then and then you do start to feel the growth when you're wrestling someone and you think I learned from what he told me and I tried this and it worked or you know it's things like that but the actual performance center itself as well was amazing that facility is amazing so anyone who gets to be down there currently or go down there you know they're definitely gonna feel like the full shock of it it's it is just i haven't got words for it because it is when you see the youtube ones of the american one yeah it is that like how you see that is exactly the uk one you know you've got two or three wrestling rings you've got all of the equipment it's it's as prestigious as it as it seems so it was really good but it was an eye-opener in a way as well because if i'm honest with you i thought i was ready when i went down there and that opened my eyes that i wasn't i wasn't anywhere near ready when i went down there but you know that's what you're there to do isn't it you know you, you go down there you see what you know they get to tell you basically from their point of view what's going on and you know where they see you and stuff so for me i only realized later on that you know what when i went down there i wasn't i wasn't half as ready as i thought i was so looking yeah. at me now and looking at me then it's just completely different completely yeah. different uh, and when you're speaking to William Regal and, and spending that valuable time with him, once in a lifetime opportunity to kind of really pick the brains of one of the best minds in the business. And I'm guessing not all of it's sinking in, but probably weeks, months, maybe years down the line, something just kind of, I don't know, a light bulb goes off and you think, ah, I get it now. And uh, did, did, did you have any of those moments where, you know, some of that knowledge kind of sunk in and it all started to make sense eventually? Yeah, uh, there'd be matches or scenarios that would happen, and I'd think, okay, so this is this is what he meant when he said that. And I I think sometimes you don't know until you go through something because someone can tell you, oh, this is how it's going to be, but yeah. then you go through it and you go, oh, then it starts to click a bit, and it starts to really kind of, you know, become clear to you. So yeah. there's definitely, I think, as the more matches that I did before, like coach everything down, I was starting to see the little bits. But then I think during COVID, I had a lot of time to sit and reflect on. I, th I think because from me starting out, it like you say, it was so fast. Everything happened so fast. And going to this wrestling promotion and then winning this belt and this, 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 it all like very much like after COVID, like now everything is moving so fast for me that sometimes I don't see. I don't see things and I miss them. So COVID gave me that reflection time to be where I was and where I want to be. What do I need to do? And, you know, what things need to change. And I think at the minute now, like right as this minute, like I am starting, that light bulb is starting to get brighter and brighter. And I'm, every every match that's happening, I feel more and more knowledgeable and I feel more and more like I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Absolutely. I'm getting it. You know, so that's really fun. Like now being in that position where I feel every match, is, I feel like I'm improving so much more with every match because I'm learning from the girls that I'm in there with. And then I'm, utilizing what the things are reflected on and so i think at the minute it is happening for me that that whole light bulb moment is happening right now so absolutely yeah and, and part of that whole wwe triumph experience you you also performed at a download festival um and it was the number one contenders battle royal for the nxt uk women's championship and you was in there with some awesome performers but there was the likes of yourself and candy Flo candy floss and kanji yeah. who are part of that tryout uh, amongst the NXT UK women's roster regulars. 
Yeah. How was that experience wrestling at the Download Festival in that awesome Battle Royal? Um, and uh, must have been a, a bit of a, a thrill for you, a bit of a pinch yourself moment as well. It was, yeah, definitely. To know that, you know, you got like the sticker to say WWE talent. And I just thought, <laughs> yeah, say, oh, look at this. This is me. This is my, you know, the sticker belongs to me kind of thing. Um, but then being in there, you know, being in the presence of Rhea Ripley now, who's gone on to do amazing things, you're there with Tony oh, Storm, yeah. there's Kaylee Ray, there's Viper, you know, there's all these women that are literally now main roster and are the new generation of women that are going to be leading the WWE for the next 10, 15 years, maybe or more, or yeah. however long they want to be. You know, they are the girls that are all going to be giving Charlotte Fleur and Sasha Banks and everything a run for the money. I think Tony already is at the minute. I think she's um, she's got this whole feud going on with Charlotte Fleur. So, you know, it's just about time. Kayleigh Ray, I think, is going to really show in NXT as well what she can do and what she brings to the table. If people are crazy enough to have not already seen Kayleigh Ray, then, you know, they're going to be amazed by the stuff she can do as well. Oh, so to be in there... Away. Yeah, and then to be in there with Alpha Female, she's just, you know, she's very strong. <laughs> oh, we love Jazzy Gabbert on this show. Uh, she was a guest yeah. of ours back in February, but uh, such an amazing person. Um, and I, I've got to ask a bit of a cheeky question, but, you know, is NXT kind of on the horizon? Is it something you'd like to pursue? Is NXT UK uh, a, a passion of yours or a dream of yours, something you'd like to get involved with? Definitely, yeah. I think, for me, it's one of those. I do think, uh, if anyone's seen the uh, Drake Maverick, Rockstar Spud uh, recent video on Twitter about being a professional yeah. wrestler. I think that did hit home for me as much as I, I'd, you know, I'd love to be signed at any big company because ultimately I want to be a professional wrestler full time. And that's, you know, that's what I want for my life. I want to be doing that. I want to be having matches every, you know, every weekend and not worrying about going to going to your full time job to fund it or whatever, because, you know, a lot of wrestlers that you'll see on the Indies do have do have jobs at the minute especially with covid you know obviously wrestling was an income for some people and then sure has has been cut off so for me i'd love to be signed by any company but i do think nxt uk i'd you know i'd love to go there i'd love to go to AEW. i'd love to go to uh, impact any of them i just want to wrestle so for me i Absolutely. think i just want to be a professional wrestler and wherever mm -hmm. that may be that'll be the um you know that'll be the one that i go for so Hopefully, it's just a matter of time, but I am a very much a believer of, I think, when I'm ready, that's when time will let me know. I might think I'm ready now, or might have thought I was ready three years ago, but I think when I am, when I'm there, it'll all happen for, you know, absolutely everything happens for a reason kind of thing, so... Oh, totally, totally. And, and the final thing on uh, your WWE experience for now, but I've got to bring up this picture. Look at that there, part of No Way Jose's <laughs> conga line. Tell us about that. How, how did that come about? And did that, but that looks like a, a ton of fun. Um, I can see, I think, Dean Allmark at the back there, but uh, yeah. you're over on the left. Uh, it looks like a great experience and a lot of fun for yourself. It was, actually. It was, it was super fun. So it was really, like, that was like a really crazy moment because... We were in the, stood in the gorilla waiting to go out for um, No Way Jose. So before this, they, they've just literally given us all of these clothes and gone, look, this is the conga clothes, you know. Everyone pick what you want to wear kind of thing. Um, and then so we're waiting and his opponent had gone out. So we're waiting with, uh, with No Way Jose. And then I remember just looking to my left and I saw Vince McMahon just sat there with his headset on and no. all, you know, ready. You just think, oh, my God, he's, he's sat right there. Is he looking at me? 
like and I'm stood there yeah. in like a conger outfit you know not exactly my best <laughs> moment <laughs> clothes wise you know it wasn't like my most fashionable time um but yeah that was so much fun and so crazy just to to go out there and see that that mass of people because at that point that was the biggest thing I'd ever seen as well so like I talked about earlier about the fear and loathing and the screens and the production well that you know that's it on a on an even bigger scale yeah but to go out there and all of these people but it moved a lot quicker than I thought as well you know because you, you're getting ready to go out and then all of a sudden it just shoots forward <laughs> you gotta hold on you know that tested my pocket still rapid <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic but uh, i had to bring up that picture that's such a fantastic <laughs> picture so, so we're getting close to uh winding down this this interview then rio but uh, a few a couple of final questions for me then we've got some listener questions but um, um over the last five or six years and like I say, you can cut out covid and probably closer to four four and a half years we, we've spoken about a lot of amazing matches you've had a lot of amazing opponents but are there any other matches or programs or opponents that you've had that you're really really proud of um that, that, that will stick with you for a long time um that you want to kind of mention uh definitely i think um, recently me and ivy had the nose qualification match at tidal for my for my women's championship and that was that was a tough one because you know ivy is one of those she she is really just shot out of nowhere as well she's one of those that she has just appeared uh, that's what it yeah. feels like to me anyway she's just appeared and she is going nowhere any girl is stupid if you think that you can just push her to the side or you know she if you think that she's going to be here for two minutes you're wrong and yeah. he's you know an insanely talented girl um a bit lethal with a bat as well so try and make sure she's not got any of them in her hands or um whatever but that match with ivy i really enjoyed it because it was just you know we again it was that whole situation of both being girls that hit hard and pushed each other you know pushed each other further and it's it's nice to be in matches like that where you can feel like you know you you're really making me work for this yeah. this isn't an easy ride as much as i say oh it would be nice to have an easy match i do enjoy being challenged and stuff and you know having competition that's that's worth me doing it. If it was easy, it wouldn't be really any fun, would it, I guess? So no way no and i've got to back you up on what you said about ivy i've seen a few ivy matches and she just seems to be getting better and better and i think the last time i saw her she had a, a an epic match against lana Austin at the last wrestle carnival show oh, yeah that was and that was that was amazing that was a great match but uh, uh please continue yeah um uh, any matches that i'm in with lizzie as well you know lizzie yeah. uh, is known for her regression as well so it it's our different styles that i think it's always super fun both two girls from the north northwest in particular so i always love wrestling lizzie as well she's she is someone who will really you know test your mental state i think when you're in with her because she's not she doesn't come here to mess around she has the no. same mentality as me she's, she's all business win. yes and she'll have it short but sweet you know she would rather rag your hair out and you know kick your head in and then i've done with it and be off and she's another one who's on a street with championships at the minute oh. um so yeah, she's another another one I've really enjoyed. Uh, Absolutely, Sammy Jane, I love that one. Uh, Emerson, sorry, Emerson Jane, because yeah, it was one of my dream matches. So that has been super cool. Um, trying to think of some of the other ones. I've had some really, really good matches, and I'm just now gone blank. And obviously the she wolves, that you know, yeah. Casey and Molly always, they always do bring out the uh, the aggressive side of me that needs to come out sometimes, and 
whether that's the fact that there's two of them or the way they wrestle again all these girls are insanely talented so it's not no match is ever easy and a match with molly and casey is not going to be an easy match it's never an easy night so definitely um, not yeah but you're used to that by now you're used to you're used to being put in difficult situations as we've established but you've you've reeled off some uh brilliant names there for sure um but uh, the first of our listener questions then rio uh so from uh, andrew lloyd via twitter he's actually given us a two-parter um so uh what is more fun being a face or uh, being a, a heel or a fan favorite uh so uh have you got a preference as far as being a heel or a fan favorite do you know what? It used to be a heel for me. But then, actually, when I started to not be the face that I thought other people wanted and be me, which is naturally just, you know, when I say I'm like a face or a heel, like, for me, I'm just, at the minute, I'm being me. And that's yep. the most natural one. And that's the most fun one for me to do. So sometimes, you know, if I do a heel thing, that's always fun. Winding, you know, winding people up is a bit fun, isn't it? You know, yeah. everyone loves a bit, you know, everyone loves a wind up. So that's Absolutely. always fun. But being at the minute, like the position I am, I think a lot of people would consider me a face in a lot of places. But I'm me as a face, which that's that's fun as well. So to be honest, oh, I love both of them. Currently <laughs> For as different a face, reasons. Though. Not the me like 2019 face me. No, no. That one, no. <laughs> uh, but the that's one really that cool. I am now. Yeah. Definitely. That's really cool. And, and part two of uh, uh, Adrian's uh, question, if Rio could face anyone in the UK that you've not faced so far, um, who would it be? And what kind of match would you like it to be? Anyone in the UK? Oh, God, that's a good one. Um, that is. <laughs> so many talented girls, isn't there, that you can you can pick from? Let me see. Uh Have, have you wrestled uh, Chantal Jordan yet? Chantal Jordan, uh, have you wrestled her yet? Yeah, where have I wrestled? I have wrestled Chantal Jordan. I'd love to do that again, bear in mind. But I yeah. have wrestled Chantal Jordan. Um, I can't think where it was, though. Which is not great, I think. I think that might have been, I think that might have been though, part of a, um, a four-way match. So I, I don't think right. I've wrestled Chantal in the singles. So... I think we've always been involved in, I think it was just that one match and it was a four-way match. So if it's a That could be something, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Chantelle Jordan or um, Ava White from in, you know, down south at the minute. She's really starting to come up and have, we've actually trained a few times together as well. So it would be good to, you know, go against each other and we could, then it's fun to see what she uses from our training sessions and what I use and, Stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, Chantel Jordan or Ava White, I'd love to wrestle any of those girls. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, next question from uh, Isaac, who's uh, one of the uh, Such Good Shoot podcasts uh, via Twitter. Question for Rio. Uh, what's it like wrestling in Manchester or uh, the Northwest compared to other major cities? So I know you mentioned that you've wrestled in, in London and pretty much all over the UK and, of course, uh, in Scotland. Uh, but uh, is there a difference? And I know that you're kind of a Northwest uh, girl and from uh, f- from Preston. Uh, so uh, is there a difference wrestling in different major cities f- around the UK? Um, I think there is, yeah. You know, like when you go in somewhere, I think like London have a lot of bigger venues i'd say they use to tend they tend to use the bigger venues and yeah everything like that but no do you know i prefer wrestling in the north i know it's my you know some people might not like to hear that but 
you know, the, I hate the tube. <laughs> <laughs> I hate having to lug my suitcase around on the bloody tube. I'm the same. Oh, yeah. man, it's so like, It's claustrophobic, too busy, yeah. <laughs> Sweaty and weird, you've no signal. Oh, I just don't yeah. like it. I don't I don't like that. I just, I like, I like the north. The north is where I feel most comfortable. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't take too long. You know, Manchester's going very one way with traffic. That's a little annoying, I must admit. But I do just, uh, I just prefer wrestling in the north so much more. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. We won't press you anymore on that. Um, a question that just, just come through via YouTube, as a matter of fact. Uh, uh, Rio is fantastic. Uh, can yeah. you tell her that she's the hardest working wrestler um, as she could be seen everywhere up north and down south? So more of a, a fan appreciation there from Vauxhall X via YouTube. So that's oh, pretty cool. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. No, that's, you know, it's still nice to hear people say things like that. So I appreciate that. Thank you very much. There we go. And the final uh, fan question or listener question from Ashley Clements, a uh, big friend of the show. Uh, what are your goals for 2022? So, uh, like I say, Christmas around the corner, then the new year, then we're into uh, 2022. Um, any any kind of goals or aspirations for uh, 2022 as a year? I think it would just have to be, I would like to sign a contract of some kind. That would be yep. uh, very nice. I'm not too picky where, so, you know, <laughs> that, would, that would be nice to uh, get your, na your name signed on that dotted line. Um, but other than that, I think I do, I really enjoy the indies in the UK. So I think that's just, I think my goal for 2022 would be making my mark more so in ICW and Progress. Um, hopefully, you know, championships in both of those would be nice, uh, being the women's champion at both at the same time would be absolutely <laughs> Rio two bouts into... again or three bouts, yeah, that would be cool. It. <laughs> Bring it on, yeah, every championship, come on, hand it back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just helping being a part of building the UK scene to be the one that everyone wants to go to, you know, I think everywhere has their times. Sometimes people want to go to America, sometimes people want to go, well, a lot of the time people want to go to Japan, um, yeah. And that's something I'd love to do as well. That's a goal. I'd love to go to Japan. I think that would be a really cool experience for me. Um, but yeah, I'm very focused on building, rebuilding the UK scene to be the one where everyone's fighting to come here and fighting to get in the ring with all of us girls. Um, so yeah, just and just keep getting better, I think, is always my goal. My goal for every year is to be better than the last year with every match be better than the last match so I think for me just keep working on everything working on myself whether that be in the gym and you know in wrestling training and whether that's my hair and the gear I'm wearing just finding things that suit me and make sure that I'm working to my best and looking at my best um and then yeah just get I think just keep going up the ladder in female wrestling um particularly the UK because like I say I'm always very much a home person so I do yeah. love the thought of, you know, being at the top ranks of the of the UK and Absolutely. having people want to come here and challenge all of us girls. That's the that's the goal. All of us together. Absolutely. Great answer. A great answer. But um, it's been amazing speaking to you for the last hour or so. Um, I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. It's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you. But before we let you go, Rio, a chance for you to throw out any uh, social plugs. So where can my listeners and your fans or... Anybody that wants to reach out to you, find out more and learn more about Rio, uh, get in touch with you on your socials. Yes, I've actually so... got uh, some running along the bottom of the screen there as well. So, I'm glad uh... that you've got that. Though, <laughs> sometimes, I forget, you know, with the handles and stuff, you can't always have the one you want, especially with a shorter name like Rio. 
it's exactly you know it's not easy so yeah like like it says <laughs> at the bottom there if you're on twitter it's rio 2020 instagram is rio underscore wrestler there are matches on youtube um but yeah the, any kind of if you see me at any promotions if i'm advertising anything icw and progress you can catch them on the wwe network or on peacock um tidal and tnt and things like that they have their own stream with that i think it's like powered tv and things like that they've all got the you know their individual kind of streaming sites as well That's and right. some of them still sell dvds and stuff so yeah Absolutely. you can always catch me on there but yeah please feel free to a- drop any merch message. uh any t-shirts that we can go out and buy Oh, so T-shirts is one that's coming soon. That my Good. Thing, I, I'm very particular with what I do from my gear to what I wear. So I want a T-shirt that I know is me. It's, you know, I've had a few people go, why don't you just like send off to a logo designer or whatever? And I'm like, but what if they don't get it right? I need it to be 100% me. And I need to know that if I'm going to have these T-shirts made and if people are going to, you know, wear these T-shirts and think of me, I want it to be right. I want it to be bang on. I don't want to be one of those people that release 10 t-shirts in like a year. You know, I want it, I want it to be one of those t-shirts that you see at like every wrestling show. So it needs to be something that I'm like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent happy with that. So it is in the pro, you know, the process at the minute I am trying to get it right, but it's not fully there, but it will be 2022. It's coming. There we go. <laughs> the year of uh, Rio's T-shirt. But uh, like I say, it's been a blast. It's been a privilege and a pleasure to speak to you over the last hour or so. Time has just absolutely flown uh, during this interview. But uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You've been an amazing guest. No, oh, thank you for having me. I've loved it. So it's, it's it's been great. So I really, really had a great time. And I would love to, you know, come back on another time in years to come. Let's see where, where we are then and the questions that we'll have. But no, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, have a great evening and we'll catch up with you again soon, Ray. Thank you. Thank you.